to day 264 of Shaped by the Word. Uh, we've come to the end of another week of reading together. I'm Paul here with David and Cindy and Matt as we uh, continue to explore the prophets, uh, the rich vision they have, uh, you know, of the future work, you know, that God will do in us as he restores us, gives us a new heart, pours out his spirit on us. Uh, these are the very things that David longed for when he realized how deep his sin was from God. Cast me not away from your presence. Renew a steadfast spirit in me. And do not take your Holy Spirit from me. And of course, these are the promises we've already seen in Ezekiel here. And unfortunately, for the people of Israel, uh, this message is a message of hope that will pr- be preceded by a judgment, which uh, in our last chapter, you know, chapter 12, or the last part of chapter 12, uh, Ezekiel was told to tell them is, is not something that's far down the road. It's something, you know, that is immediate and is present. And so we come back into God's judgment in, in chapter 13, a judgment of false prophets, uh, those who say what the people want them to say and those who put the confidence of the people in the wrong thing and, and those who misguide the Lord's people. And uh, it's exactly what Paul predicted, you know, in the latter days, that they surrounded themselves with teachers that uh, and only bring good news and only tell them what their itching ears, you know, want to hear. So uh, once again, we face, as in all the prophets, uh, the disaster of people who distort God's word toward their own ends. So we come to Ezekiel, you know, chapter 13. Uh, before we read, uh, we want to hear, we want to see. Uh, we want to be changed by God's Spirit through His Word, uh, through the work of Christ that has been accomplished through His life, death, resurrection, current reign, and imminent return. Uh, so we ask the Lord to meet us where uh, where we are, to stir our affections toward Him, and, and to give us a heart to follow Him and know Him. So Cindy, do you mind lifting us up before we read? Yeah. Father, that exactly is our prayer, that you would stir our hearts, for affections for you and for your word. And Father, that we would be your people, that we would know you, walk with you, love you. Our faith would be deepened in you. And so, Father, just give us all that we need at this time in your word, that you would be our teacher and our guide. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Ezekiel 13. And the word of the Lord came to me, Son of man, prophesy against the prophets of Israel who are now prophesying. Say to those who prophesy out of their own imagination, hear the word of the Lord. This is what the sovereign Lord says. Woe to the foolish prophets who follow their own spirit and have seen nothing. Your prophets, Israel, are like jackals among ruins. You've not gone up to the breaches in the wall to repair it for the people of Israel so that it'll stand firm in the battle on the day of the Lord. Their visions are false. Their divinations a lie. Even though the Lord has not sent them, they say the Lord declares and expect him to fulfill their words. Have you not seen false visions and uttered lying divinations when you say the Lord declares, though I have not spoken? Therefore, this is what the Sovereign Lord says, because of your false words and lying visions, I am against you, declares the Sovereign Lord. My hand will be against the prophets who see false visions and utter lying divinations. They will not belong to the council of my people or be listed in the records of Israel, nor will they enter the land of Israel. 
then you will know that I am the sovereign Lord because they lead my people astray saying peace when there is no peace and because when a flimsy wall is built, they cover it with whitewash. Therefore, tell those who cover it with whitewash that it's going to rain, that it is going to fall. Rain will come in torrents and I will send hailstones hurtling down and violent winds will burst forth. When the wall collapses, the people will, uh, will not the people ask you, where is the whitewash you covered it with? Therefore, this is what the sovereign Lord says. In my wrath, I'll unleash a violent wind, and in my anger, hailstones and torrents of rain will fall with destruction and fury. I will tear down the wall that you have covered with whitewash and will level it to the ground so that its foundations will be laid bare. When it falls, you will be destroyed in it, and you will know that I am the Lord. So I'll pour out my wrath against the wall and against those who covered it with whitewash. I will say to you, the wall is gone. So are those who whitewashed it. Those prophets of Israel who prophesied to Jerusalem and saw visions of peace for her when there was no peace, declares the sovereign Lord. Now, son of man, set your face against the daughters of your people who prophesy out of their own imagination. Prophesy against them and say, this is what the sovereign Lord says. Woe to the women who sew magic terms on all their wrists and make veils of various lengths for their heads in order to ensnare people. Will you ensnare the lives of my people but preserve your own? You have profaned me among my people for a few handfuls of barley and scraps of bread. By lying my people who listen to lies, you have killed those who should not have died and have spared those who should not have lived. Therefore, this is what the sovereign Lord says. I'm against your magic charms with which you ensnare people like birds, and I will tear them from your arms. I will set free the people that you ensnare like birds. I'll tear off your veils and save my people from your hands, and they will no longer fall prey to your power. Then you will know that I am the Lord, because you've disheartened the righteous with your lies when I had brought them no grief, and because you encouraged the wicked not to turn from their evil ways and so save their lives. Therefore, you will no longer see false visions or practice divination. I will save my people from your hands, and then you will know that I am the Lord. Of course, you hear the constant refrain you know in this chapter then you will know that i am the lord Mm -hmm. and unfortunately the knowing comes only as they face the certainty of judgment and our hope is obviously not to as we've talked about all week uh not to have eyes that don't see and ears that don't hear but to know the lord in his kindness and in his beckoning and in his grace and his mercy and, and to not know him in his judgment. And of course, every time we have horrible scenes of judgment like this, we're reminded uh, that uh, the iniquity of us all, according to Isaiah, has been placed on him, and he has borne it on our behalf. Well, again, we encounter you know, false prophets in the, in the life of Israel. There's so many things Ezekiel could point to in, in Israel and say, this is leading you astray. Your temple's gone wrong. Your leaders have gone wrong. Mm-hmm. And even the prophets among you, you know, are prophesying. Not only saying they know what's going to happen in the future, but they're doing it for unjust gain as well. You know, and those same things get picked up in the New Testament when, you know, Paul says, you know, you, you got people among you who are just, you know, they're they're seeking gain. They're just telling you what you want to hear. It, it, it does speak to the human condition in a lot of ways that, you know, it's, this wasn't just a problem in, Ezekiel's time. This is a. It's the same thing that's no. It, true of us it today. is a. You know, it is a perennial problem. We mm-hmm. do 
we do have a lot of people who have you know found audience you know with you know in God's people and have manipulated them you know for their own ends for their own fame for their own glory you know for their own wealth and of course the vehicle into that is to appeal to you know the the worst part you know of humanity you know the part you know for greed and the part you know for God's blessing apart from obedience and and walking in in the gods so we have you know in our country what we'd call a prosperity gospel mm-hmm. which is all about us and living our best life now and you know grabbing all the good things that we can have and of course God does desire to deeply bless us but the sinner of our blessing is not in, in the good things that we have, but in God Himself, and uh, we 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 miss that. God is a means to their end. I liked you know where He was talking about you know they make prophecies that are not coming from God, and they expect God to react mm-hmm. to their yeah. whims yeah. rather than them hearing God and reacting to His desire and His will. So they are manipulating God as an end for themselves. You know, expecting him to perform. You know, it's kind of what you know Jesus said to his generation. What what can I even compare you guys to? You mm-hmm. you play a dirge, and I don't cry with you. You play a flute, and I don't dance. I'm I'm not, you know, your magic charm to get you know what you want out of life. I'm a sovereign God who offers you a life that you could never imagine and, and never hope for. You know, apart from me. And I just so much I love what God does here because he's he's. He still delivers his people, which I, I see again when he says that um, I will set free the people that you ensnare like birds. And so God sees he doesn't um, allow this to continue. He deals with them, but he protects his people. And I just love how he he protects his people. So. No, God is, you know, God is, you know, against the proud, but he mm-hmm. uh, lifts up the humble. Mm-hmm. And uh, these are, you know, these are the Amherats, uh, you know, in Hebrew, the people of the earth. Mm-hmm. They haven't had, you know, the opportunity to, uh, you know, go to the temple and you know be part of the big. They're just, you know, common people working hard with their hands that are vulnerable mm-hmm. uh, to all kinds of, you know, things. And of course, you know the. Uh, God is even harder on the, the the women with their magic charms and everything that they've done and their long veils and and, and what a you know what an indictment you would ensnare my people just for a, a morsel of food and you know and a handful of barley mm-hmm. and uh, you you have it you know you you kind of get Esau who trades you know the glory of God for a bowl of beans and mm-hmm. then said what a what a meager trade that you're giving just so you can have a little bit of sustenance for yourself you've denied me and you've deceived my people and you've you've robbed me even you know even a couple of occasions he said you've you've killed us you should not mm-hmm. have should not have died and, and of course you've, you've breathed new life into those who should not have lived you know as well and just the further indictments towards the end you know you've disheartened the righteous with your lies though i brought them no grief and because you encourage the wicked not to turn from the evil ways and, and so save their mm-hmm. lives. And so acting like they're working with the Lord, they're actually working so against him and causing great harm to the people as they do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Encouraging what should not be encouraged and discouraging, mm-hmm. you know, what should be encouraged. encouraged. It's a, yeah. it is a, uh, you know, it's a hard scene, but we find ourselves you know, very guilty of the same things. Mm-hmm. We, we a lot of times have theology that'll 
you know, encourage our wilderness and our materialism and kind of discouraging, oh, don't go too far, be too legalistic, you know, or don't you get know, too radical yeah, mm-hmm. in pursuing in pursuing God. Well, these offices, I mean, you have that threefold office, you know, in the Old Testament, prophet, priest, king. And I mean, here we're just reminded, you know, with the rise of false prophets, telling people what they want to hear, mm-hmm. you know, not telling people what they should have heard, that in Jesus, who is the true prophet, you know, we get not only what we need to hear, but, you know, he mm-hmm. he, he speaks the very words of God, for he is God you know, among us. And just being reminded of that, that the prophets were in an office, you know, or in this case, false prophets, but the prophets were meant to speak the word of God to the people. And, and yet people just rise up and say whatever they want, mm-hmm. you know, and so you get that kind of scene mm-hmm. where, you know, the father t- tells, you know, us, and we see it in the scripture that this is my son, and you know, listen to him. He's the prophet who tells yeah, us what we need. And, and we've seen that you know, we've seen the complete picture here, you know, and God's provision for the people in a king, God's provision for the people in her priest, God's provision for the people in, in the prophets have all uh, all given in to the ways of the, the world. And of course you have that awful vision of people in the temple with their backs turned toward God, worshiping uh, other gods. Uh, they have all failed them, but uh we, we have one who is coming who will be the true king. We have one who is coming who has been our high priest by offering himself on our behalf. And we have come, one who's comes whose, whose words are not always comforting in the moment, but always bring ultimate comfort when we hear them mm-hmm. because his word is his truth. Mm-hmm. Father, we thank you for a week together in community in your word. We look forward to a weekend together in community as your people as we worship you and hear from you. Thank you for your presence with us. Thank you for the gifts of your word, for your spirit, everything your son has done to bring us into your presence and restore in us, you know, our heart for you. Uh, may we be faithful to these good gifts as we gather and worship this weekend as a community of faith. It's in your holy name we pray. Amen. Mm-hmm.